Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It could be another big day for Theresa May. She'll do her best to get across her case for her new Brexit plan. She'll be doing this in Parliament. However, the Conservatives, they are ganging up on her. They, they don't uh, endorse her, her leadership, if we can read between the lines. Now, Theresa May will basically uh, list the changes to the withdrawal agreement bill. Uh, and this includes a, a promise to give MPs a vote on holding another uh, referendum. So uh, Labour, they aren't happy with it, as you would have heard on the news. Now, uh, Tories are also uh, asking for a a change in the way the Tory uh, party uh, rules and regulations run uh, so as they can get rid of uh, Theresa May as as quickly as possible. But the Prime Minister basically is saying that, you know, MPs have to take, in her words, one last chance to deliver a negotiated exit or risk Brexit not happening at all. Let me speak to a couple of commentators on this. First of all, Alex Kane. Alex Kane, she must be absolutely supping the bottom out of the glass in the last chance saloon now. Oh, absolutely, Frank. And this is her problem. I mean, you said that she's talking about, you know, the she's listing the changes um, that she's made to the withdrawal agreement. This is the fourth time she's listed those changes, Frank. I mean, we've, this, uh, on the previous three occasions, she's changed from the, from the first to the second, from the second to the third. The people that she won over last time, she won over, I mean, she brought down the, the majority against her to 58, which wasn't bad considering how, hu- how huge it was a few months earlier than that. But some of those people who were won over last time because she thought they'd taken their concerns on board have now discovered that she's planning to row back on what she told to them. So rather, she's in this absurd position that rather than actually attracting new people over, she's actually putting off the people who'd already come onto her side. And, and, and I think that's a difficulty. I mean, she says, oh, this is the one last chance to get a negotiated deal. But all those people are sitting there saying, well, actually, she's changed her mind four times on the withdrawal agreement. What happens if we get this through and she goes into negotiations? Is she going to change her mind again? Will she survive? You know, does she want to survive? Is it a case of, look, I've just got it all across the line. I'm clearing away now. No, and is, is it is it Boris proof? Is it Amber Rudd proof? I mean, is this just you know her saying that's it? I've gone. Let them pick it up from there. We, nobody knows, Frank, and that's why I just don't see how she gets it through. Well, what's the timetable in Parliament? How does this work on the benches? Well, I think she she will tell them today what she's planned. She'll give them some sort of outline. They they'll all have read the speech she made yesterday. I think she has to have something that looks like a in legislative form by some specific date at the beginning of June. We're talking maybe 10 days, two, two weeks or something like that. Um, and, and, and just see, she has to gauge the mood of the House to see whether they're willing to run with it because she can't spend a long time. I think the idea was if, if she got a majority, even if it's only one majority, if she got a majority in two weeks' time, to proceed with the withdrawal agreement open to further negotiations, then she's got, technically, she's got until the 31st of October. But as I say, Frank, getting it over that, that, that hurdle, I... I, I just genuinely, I mean, I, I, as you know, I, I'm, I'm routinely and relentlessly pessimistic about most things, but I cannot for the life of me 
even imagine if there's one advisor in town down the street actually thinks she has a, a ghost's chance of getting this through. I, and personally, I don't actually know. One of the things that accommodate you have to do is also look at the psychology of the key players. I have no idea what's going on her, through her mind now. I have no idea when she says something to one person, is she going into another room and saying the complete opposite? Just to try, just desperately trying to win anyone over. Forgetting that they're all tweeting and Facebooking and talking to each other and then realising that what she said to them is a load of nonsense. And that's, I, 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 it's, I just can't explain it. I just do not understand what she is now doing. Will she step down for as leader? Well, 10 days ago, she was. She was going to set out her exit uh, strategy. Then she said, oh, by the way, here's the speech. <laughs> I'm going to get this across, if she gets that across. Because originally, I mean, her position was that she would step down uh, as leader and prime minister once the withdrawal agreement was safely done and the, 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 you know, whatever the Brexit means, Brexit stuff had actually reached a conclusion. And we, a firm date not only had been set, but we would be leaving. I don't know what she's planning to say in... in a few days. So I think I told you once before, Frank, my, my own gut instinct, it'll take the political equivalent of an exorcism to get her out of number 10, because she, is, she, she just doesn't know why, she doesn't want Boris taking this over. I, I'll give her her due. I think she, she is probably terrified of, a, of, of the United Kingdom crashing out, or whatever, just a no deal with somebody like Boris in charge, and everything going to hell on a handcart or something like that. But I think she should have been honest about that. I think she should have got up and said, at that speech yesterday, and maybe do it today, said, look, Here's my problem. Here are my genuine fears about what happens if we don't get something looking like a deal through. There will come a point when the European Union will just turn against us and go, sorry, you are on your own. And at that point, we could be pushed into catastrophe. But she's doing none of that. She's basically telling people anything they want to hear for the sake of getting a vote. And that is the worst possible way of doing politics. Alex, thank you for your analysis. Um, I bet you Jimmy DeLarge will be far more positive than that. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, Frank. Just you add to the negative vibe that's rippling from the radio. Well, I will add to it in this extent that her chances, just as Alex has outlined, uh, of uh, winning support or increased support um, to get uh, 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 effectively uh, her bill through um, are so diminished. I mean, they're falling over themselves, uh, that is, various MPs from the, from the assorted factions to come through and say, you know, we'll not support this. That I can see the whole initiative just petering out, okay? So she, she makes a case today, perhaps in Parliament. But when you get so many people uh, in, in, uh, already saying, and as Alex pointed out, people who said they were, who voted before, for the withdrawal agreement, um, who are now saying that they won't. I mean, uh, the prospects are that uh, the majority against her will grow. So I think there's a fair chance that unless there's something that nobody really is talking about now, which is going to change uh, MPs' minds in large numbers, um, the whole initiative that she's uh, that she's now pushing will just sort of just 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 disappear. I mean, the, the vote there will there won't be a vote. Um, and then, in fact, what it'll mean is uh, again, as you uh, referred to, uh, I think in your introduction, they're intending, or there's uh, some MPs uh, would like to change the rules uh, to to have a no confidence vote in her. I mean, she. As it stands, uh, she survived such a vote last December, and the rules are that you can't do it for another year, which would give her to this December. But they want to change those rules to have another crack at getting rid of her. 
And I really think that the action or the uh, interest will focus on that. So what then happens? Well, it's amazing how little has changed. And what has is sort of almost like, to some extent, um, gone backwards in terms of there being support for um, the withdrawal agreement. So I suspect that when we get to the autumn, um, we will end up with... um, we will end up with no consensus in the way to move forward, and we will get a further extension. We will get, it won't be, uh, I mean, it might even be for another year. I don't think we will crash out. I just, it's not, it's not just that there isn't a majority in the House of uh, Commons for it, and there's no majority certainly in the country for it, uh, but the EU doesn't want it. I mean, the disruption, yes, they're prepared for it, they've made arrangements, but they don't want um, the UK to crash out on the 31st of October with no form of agreement at all. So I think that they, having agreed one ex- one substantial ex- uh, extension, will agree another. And, um, and who, who do you think they'll be agreeing the extension with? Will it be with Boris? Well, the you see, well um, I, I, depending on how well the Brexit party does uh, in the upcoming election, um, I, I, if it's as we suspect it could be uh, that they do. Farage does very well. Um, that this will then push the um, the sort of momentum within the the Conservative Party to elect someone pretty uncompromising to sort of win back uh, the the uh, Conservative voters who might well be defecting to to the Brexit Party. So you would think the chances are that um, that Boris Johnson. You know his 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 hopes of of getting the top job would be increased. Um, it's difficult to say, of course, um, but but the the a big big uh, positive turnout for the Brexit Party, I think, would would certainly enhance his chances. So yes, it may be Boris in the arm, but it doesn't change the arithmetic. You know, there's no there's no majority for any particular form of action. Um, and what won't change because there's a new conservative leader? It, it just becomes more difficult than maybe whatever negotiations remain with the EU because obviously he is not, wouldn't be their preferred candidate. Do you think we'll ever see Brexit, Jimmy? <laughs> well, do you know what? I mean, uh, you think at a certain point uh, it goes on, we get, in the scenario I've outlined, that we get another extension. Uh, then there's a general election. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think that um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn will sweep the victory. Um, and even if he does in his own party, there's will be a substantial number of people um, who uh, represent constituencies which wanted Brexit. So, y- 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 in a sense, uh, a change of, as I said, a change of uh, Conservative leader doesn't hugely change anything. Uh, a new uh, an election mightn't change very much. Yeah, he might scrape through, but he he, he won't. Ha- Even if he does uh, win, and the Labour Party is uh, the party of government um, after an election, uh, I that the country will remain will, will remain severely divided. He won't have a, he won't in any case of a large majority if he's any if if, if indeed he gets there. And I, just, I really doubt that. So, you know, we just end up with uh, a, a, a new set of figures, but the same old realities that there is no consensus um, in, in across the water, um, unlike here, where is, there is a consensus. There's no consensus, no majority to, do, to do, do, do determine anything. So, you know, 
why wouldn't we just uh, trundle on to some point somebody says, you know what, just forget all about it. Let's <laughs> just, yeah, let's just 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 exp- explain explain what you mean by here there is a consensus. Well, I mean there, there's a majority in Northern Ireland uh, to stay to stay within the UK. Of course, uh, if you just listen to, to stay to, within the UK or to stay within sorry, the European to stay Union. within the EU policies, policies to stay within the EU, and that that majority. Uh, I think there's actually majority for both of those propositions. But I meant to say yes within the EU and across the water. I mean. We, we are Would you like make it Scotland. sound like as if it's not divisive here? It's, a, it's as divisive here as it is, say, in Newcastle-upon-Tyne or in, in Manchester. Correct, but there is a majority. Um, uh, uh, there, is a majority there was a majority within the referendum, and the, I suspect there will be a majority now um, to stay within the EU. Um, the, the you have, uh, and yes, you do have, you, you, you do have um, yes, there is a level of, of um, opposition um, to the EU, I don't. I just don't think it's as visceral uh, here as across the water. I mean, they really, the sort of English nationalists, you know, are they just want out. Whereas I don't know that people in Northern Ireland who, yes, have been supported the idea of Brexit, feel as strongly. I, I think there is a notion. Um, among a a large number of English people, and I'm I'm deliberately saying English people, not Scottish people, not particularly Welsh people, who really simply want to escape the shackles of Brussels, and they just just, uh, are are not necessarily terribly rational about it. They just want to get shot of the EU. They're fed up with it, and they, they remain. I don't think we have that level of of opposition, yes, the DUP and the supporters wanted Brexit, but I, I suspect it's not as critically important to them uh, as it is to uh, you know, uh, which is uh, uh, which is which is unusual because we're the ones who are always burning with intensity over everything, and we're not used to sort of calm, you know, sensible, moderate English people being so extreme. But I think in this case, in this debate, the extreme anti-EU feeling is 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 uh, embedded in a substantial section of English um, public opinion and, and, and will remain. It's a very unhappy situation. Okay, Jamie, uh, thank you very much for your analysis. Thanks to Alex Kane as well. This is the U105 phone in. Uh, your opinion, of course, matters. Uh, do let us know. 02890 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 105.